All right, joined in studio with Paul Dick, head coach of the Steinbach Pistons. Paul, thanks for joining me this morning. Always a pleasure, Dave. On the eve of another season, do you still get goosebumps and excited heading into another season? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been excited here for a while. So, uh, you know, tomorrow I think is, is yeah, it's a, it's a start of a, a new season and everybody has kind of renewed hope and we have a lot of new faces. So, um, you know, in, in particular with we've had a, an exciting camp and we've really enjoyed this process so far. So it just adds to it. All right, so uh, I know it's kind of hard to carry things over from year to year in the MJ because there's a lot of turnover, uh, but you as a coach, do you still feel the bitterness of getting knocked out in the second round last year, and do you kind of take that into this season, a little chip on your shoulder maybe? Well, I mean, we, we try to turn the page, but uh, yeah, I think the guys that were here and um, we fell short of our goal. So like I said, this is a new group, but I think the guys that are returning, um, you know, they, they want to, kind of make amends for that and we felt like we had an opportunity to go further than we did so um, but you know it's a new year obviously we, we're going to face some stiff competition but um, you know our goal every year really doesn't change regardless of, of our lineup but um, so want to go as deep as we can. Paul uh, there was a big announcement released just yesterday on the Steinbach Pistons Twitter page we're going to talk about that coming up in a little bit as well uh, as well as the leadership group that's coming up as well here on the Steinbach online podcast but let's jump right into the roster breakdown and uh, we're just going to tee up each player you can tell us a little bit about each guy and maybe give us some insight as to what he's going to bring to the table this year sure. uh, we'll start a net we know him from last year uh, number one Matt Lenz yeah well I think you know Lenzy showed us last year he's a very capable goalie I thought in the absence of Matt Radomski during his time with Team Canada West I thought he was tremendous I mean his numbers were on par with with Rads and and um, I think the guys really became very confident when he was in that you know from that point forward so you know Lindsay is uh, he's, he's ready for more this year he's ready to take on a bigger workload and um, um, so you know, we're, we're excited for, the, you know, the potential of his season this year. He was kind of an, maybe an underappreciated guy last year with the fans, too, because he kind of, he, he just took the, the, the side seat to, to Rads, and Rads was very, you know, he had a huge monumental year, and then Lenz just kind of went about his business. This summer, he worked out really hard with the, the thought of being a number one in mind, wanted to come into camp and yeah. battle, and and he really kind of showed that in uh, not just summer, but camp as well. Yeah, and there's no question. He put the time in this summer. He's, yeah. he's gotten a lot a lot stronger, and as a result, I think he's even quicker, and that was one of his strengths already. But um, He's not the tallest goalie. A lot of no, guys are now over six feet tall, and he stands about 5'11". Yeah, totally. Um, but, um, you know, I don't think he's going to use that as an excuse. and um, Maybe maybe a challenge, and it's a challenge that all small, small goalies face and that they need to overcome, so... Uh, we certainly don't view him that way. We just view him as an excellent goaltender and, uh, you know, one that we believe in. Uh, you just picked him up in a trade. Uh, fans will know the last name. Nick Anderson, uh, brother of Tyler and son of Steve. And, and uh, good to have another Anderson back. 20-year-old uh, goaltender. Uh, just tell us a little bit about Nick and, and why you brought him in. Right. Well, we uh, we needed to fill a void, obviously, with losing Danton uh, Bella to uh, the Regina Pats. and. Uh, very familiar with Nick, very familiar with his family, you know, the type of person that he was. We thought he was going to fit into our culture, into our room. And then, uh, you know, he has two years of experience at this level um, and and believe there's uh, there's more upside. I think there's, um, just like Tyler, and Tyler was a little bit of a late bloomer, and I think there's a little bit of that in Nick as well. So, you know, very, uh, very confident and thankful to add 
uh, that type of a person to our team. And uh, also, you know, like I said, the experience is going to be very valuable. Carrying two 20-year-old goalies is kind of rare in our league because usually uh, guys like to have an incumbent. But uh, you're going with two 20-year-olds. Do you expect them to kind of uh, play off of each other, learn from each other in kind of silent competition? I would I would expect so. I think it's been competitive already this week in practice, so that's a good sign. I think, um, you know, the tandems we've had here in, in recent years, they've pushed each other uh, and, and had healthy relationships. I think some really good friendships have been formed in our goalie tandems, and, you know, hopefully that's the case this year. All right, let's go to the veterans now, uh, guys that are returning from last year, starting on the blue line, uh, number 23, Declan Graham. 6'3", he's trimmed down to about 200. He looks faster. Uh, he looks like he's ready for a big senior season in MJHL. It's a good wait for him. You know, he put in some great, great work this summer, uh, very focused on, on this year. And, um, you know, I think uh, that's kind of his sweet spot. I think that 200 pounds, but he's moving very well. And, uh, you know, the mind is there. He thinks the game extremely well. He brings great leadership on the back end. And, you know, he's going to play big minutes for us. Tanner Mole back for another season. Molsey uh, shows up in his first preseason game, shows off some good hands in front. He's yeah. driving the net, and he's just a guy, again, you expect to take another step this year. And, you know, 30 to 35 goals, Paul, probably not out of the realm. Not not unrealistic by any means, nope. you know. And, um, but, you know, Tanner plays the game the right way, and he gets rewarded for it. And You know, he's really grown in confidence in the last year. We've really seen that, and particularly on the offensive side of the puck. So, He's got the great shot. He's got the size and speed for a man of that size is, is rare. Um, and he's, you know, playing with a lot of determination offensively. And, uh, you know, he wants to be productive. He's going to have that opportunity. And uh, so, you know, another great leader in our room. And um, it's going to be, you know, fun to watch his year unfold. He's a smart hockey player, too. He's going to put himself in right areas because he's going to play with some pretty high-end uh, offensive players this year. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, yeah. we've been able to – you know, assemble a, a group there that um, should complement each other offensively. Jack Kilroy, back for another year. He was here last year from Denver, Colorado. New England Patriots fan, though. Can't figure that one out. Uh, but Jack Kilroy, back for another year. Well, J- Jack has Boston roots, so I suppose that <laughs> I understand why. But, um, yeah, Jack's kind of, um, you know, very versatile for us. Scored a key goal last year in the playoffs, uh, so he can contribute offensively. Maybe didn't have a huge opportunity to do that last year but filled in you know in the absence of some players during injuries etc and uh, you know he brings some toughness plays the game the right way you know he's very responsible uh, uh, brings a maturity to our room as well and so um, yeah almost uh, you know the Swiss Army knife type player he, he can he can chip in some different spots and at only he's, he's listed at 5'11 a buck 86 it's like a, he's a brick wall, though. <laughs> he's a well-built he's, kid. That's right. He's a strong kid, and he can take care of himself on the ice. Oh, yeah. And his teammates, too. We saw it last year. He stood up for Tanner Mole when he got kneed. And that's right. I think he fought that Nate Halverson, who I think four or five inches taller than him, and held his own. Yeah. yeah no, surprised no everybody is being a lefty. You know, he's, a, he's a fearless kid and great teammate. All right. Now a newcomer, 20-year-old right-handed defenseman, Dylan Cassie. A couple of preseason games got nicked up, but expecting him to go tomorrow. Uh, tell us a little bit about Dylan Cassie. We saw him score that overtime winner, of course, or that late game winner there in, at home uh, not two week, not a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we're very familiar with Dylan as a player. We played against him for a couple of years here now uh, as he was with the Winnipeg Blues. So, um, you know, he's a very competitive kid. Um, brings a lot of energy to the to the room and, and um, you know, going to be one of our leaders as well. And, 
you know, plays on both sides of the puck. You know, he's tough to def- tough to play against in the defensive zone. He's, um, you know, you know, finish checks, he battles, and then offensively he likes to join in. And uh, and and you saw he's got a good skill set for, the, you know, the move that he made at the top of the circle and and walked and scored with two point nine on the clock. So, um, you know, he's he's another guy. He's versatile, play in all situations. All right, so we're going to just now go kind of up and down the roster in, in no particular order. We'll start with guys that maybe uh, fans remember, and, and then we'll introduce some of the new guys. Uh, Evan Kaufman had a big camp, came in ready to go. Uh, what do you like about him and expect from Evan Kaufman this year? Yeah, I really like how uh, prepared he showed up, and he's in tremendous condition. His his uh, footwork is, is vastly improved. I think he's uh, playing with a lot of confidence and you know came in. That year of experience as a young defenseman in, in, in junior hockey is so valuable, and it's always fun to see um, how they come in that next year, just really believing that they belong, and uh, you know, that's that's kind of uh, what he's brought into camp this year. On the surface, I mean, you look at the trade, it was Will Coop for Evan Kaufman and Futures, and maybe there was a little bit of, of talk last year, but it's so hard when you're trading an established 20-year-old for a young player, but he really looked like he's coming into his own, at least in camp and, and preseason games. Yeah, totally, totally. And, um, you know, we, we knew that. I mean, yeah. there's an adjustment that takes place for a young player, Never, in particular, I think, for a young defenseman jumping mm-hmm. into junior hockey. It's a difficult transition. And, uh, you know, there were some growing pains last year, and, and that's very, very normal. And, and uh, But, like I said, as his confidence level, he's he has expectations for himself, that, um, and, and he's done the work this summer to prepare himself for that. Graham Pollock loves to say that playing defense is the hardest position to jump up from the next, from one level to the next. And uh, you can probably speak to that better than anyone. Yeah, it really is. It doesn't matter what level that is. I mean, you see forwards in the, in the NHL that can make an, have an immediate impact. There's very few D that actually have the ability to do that. Um, that percentage is much, much lower. And obviously goaltenders might fall in the same boat as the D, but um uh, so, and we see that really at every level. A guy that kind of got better as the year went on, he really matured, I thought, as well, was Caden Cleland. Uh, some big things are expected of that 19-year-old from Alberta this year. Well, he's coming to camp also kind of with the, you know, he always plays with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's not the biggest guy, but... Uh, he's listed at 5'8", 165 <laughs> pounds. He, has he supr- plays like he's six foot three. Yeah, he has surprised more than one person in this league with how strong he is and uh, his willingness to compete in tough areas of the ice is uh, very inspiring, I think, to our group. So when one of your smaller guys goes in and wins the majority of his battles, um, you know, that's the way Caden leads. He plays hard, and um, another guy that uh, I think fans will take note of this year. I think he just loves being a hockey player, (laughs) like both on and off the ice. He loves being a hockey player. He does. He really does, and, and, and that's great. I mean, uh, he loves being at the rink, and he works hard in practice, and he works hard off the ice, and, um, you know, you want guys that love all aspects of it. Uh, Curtis Ireland, right-handed defenseman, 5'10". He's come in a little bit trimmer, a little bit faster, and a little bit um, more confident in, in not only his defensive play but his offensive play as well. I think he shot more in preseason games than he did all of last year. Uh, expecting what from Curtis this year? Yeah, well, Curtis out with a – with, a, with an injury right now, but um, you're right. I think, you know, last year Curtis was trying to figure out, you know, who, who he was as a defenseman. He, you know, played the year before. Last year he thought he'd come in and, and beef up a little bit, and I'm not sure if that was the right, um, and, and he probably decided as well. Like, I, uh, 
he's got to find that sweet spot with his weight as well in yeah. terms of the type of game that he plays and and who he is and so I think this year he's very comfortable with that and you know he's a smaller guy he relies on his mobility and and skating so um he also feels good about where he's at and and he should he's in great shape so we just need to get him healthy again and um you know I know he wants to take the next step so last year was a, I think he had a he had a good start and um you know, a few bumps in the road, but um, they spent some time on the injured list and sh- an upper body shoulder kind of thing that may right. have. And he's such a smart hockey player; he almost thinks too much out there sometimes. <laughs> he just needs to let his natural ability take over, right? Yeah, I think for Curdy, he just needs to play. He is yeah. very, he's very intelligent, and he processes the game very well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sometimes just to to slow down or simplify the mind and and play the game. Six foot four, almost two hundred pounds, David Query. I uh, spent uh, the start of the year in Steinbeck, then had to go away for a bit, but came back with a great attitude. He's a, a terrific young man off the ice. Uh, what do you expect from him on the ice this year? Well, there's another guy who loves loves being at the rink. He loves practicing. And um, you know what? DQ's brings tremendous energy. Um, you know, he's, he's added some physicality to his game. He's got the long reach. He's going to be a part of our penalty kill. And um, just a kid that's tough to play against. So I think there's a little bit of offensive upside there. Uh, they're going to generate opportunities. I know he does. He creates a lot of turnovers, uh, skates well for a big guy, mm-hmm. and, um, y- you know, another guy that's uh, he's engaged shift in and shift out. My favorite attribute of him is I watch him how many times he dumps the puck in, and then he's the first player on it for either side. Like That's that's totally. something that, you know, puck-hungry hockey players are a coach's, coach's dream. Yeah, absolutely. When he hits the ice, I mean, last year's minutes were limited at times, but he made every shift count. Uh, another guy that makes every shift count, and a, a term that we're, I think we're going to use a lot this year is guys who help you win in March, April, and May. And a guy like Troy Boschman, with the experience from last year and the role he's going to play this year, is a guy that's going to help you win in March, April, and May. Uh, tell us a little bit about Troy Boschman. Well, I think we saw that last year. Um, you know, I thought some of his best hockey was near the end of the year and in the playoffs. He he plays a hard game. He's not the biggest guy, but um, very, very competitive. He's just a strong kid. And uh, good in the face-off circle, tremendous penalty killer, and a bit of an agitator. He's not the funnest guy to play against. And uh, so those are the guys that definitely their, their value is, 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 is heightened probably in those key moments. So, um, you know, expect more of the same from him. Tougher than I think other teams give him totally. credit for as well. Like, he can go. Totally, totally. He's, uh, he, likes, he loves to talk that one. Not a lot that intimidates him out on the ice and um, – you know, can really frustrate the opposition. Uh, Ty Nakins comes in from Winnipeg, big body, smart hockey player. Uh, just again for fans that are going to get to see him for the maybe the first time this year, uh, what what can they expect? Well, Ty's got a bright future. I think forget that he's just 18 years old. You know, thinks the game extremely well. Um, you know, very good edges. He's uh, he's um, you know knows how to generate offense. So I think you know as time goes on here this year, he's going to settle in and. Um, you know, he's another player that's going to be fun to watch. He reminds me to some degree of, of uh, Drew Warad, and mm-hmm. a, a younger version of Drew. So, um, yeah. At 18, he's got the, the, the sky's the limit for, for totally. Ty Totally. There's a tremendous amount of upside with him. And, um, yeah, so it's just, just a start here with him. But we're really looking forward to it. I think this guy made the biggest physical leap between this year and last year. Kyle Bettens. Guy is a house on skates, Paul. 6'3", 220 pounds. Guys, 
Guy's pretty big. He's a big man, and he and he looks big out there. There's some guys when they 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 don't look as big, but uh, he's an imposing presence on the ice, and he's come with a bit, you know, more edge to his game, and and uh, you know, winning battles consistently. It's and he skates so well. I mean, he moves for a big fella. So, um, you know, Betsy's got a lot of tools, and I think last year one of the, his biggest challenges was just consistently. Um, you know, playing at the level that he expected and maybe we have expected of him as well. So when he was on, uh, you know, he had he was dominant. And I think his desire this year is to be that player on a, on a nightly basis. So his shot is, it, it's a pro shot. It's a pro shot. He's got I a mean, pro shot. It's, um, the release is, is, is special. And, you know, there's just some guys that can shoot. Some guys can work on shooting the puck all summer. And uh, they won't get to the stage. I know Betsy works at it. There's no question about it. But uh, you know he's pretty gifted in that area. Yeah, he's uh, he's primed for a big, big year. I think so is Max Neal. He's another one of those guys that are going to help you win in March, April, May. Uh, he is a, a a great five tool, six tool hockey player that brings it every night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there's another guy. He wants to he wants to improve. Um, last year, you know, limited minutes as as, as well as a young player cutting his teeth in the league, but uh, showed a willingness, plays a very physical game, and I think that's when he's at his best. He's at his best when he's moving his feet, getting involved, uh, kind of wreaking havoc, and, you know, he, he scored nine goals for us last year, and, um, you know, that's a really good number for a kid that, um, you know, like I said, didn't didn't have, didn't eat huge minutes for us. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot to, a lot of upside there with him too. Once again, he's only 18 years old, so three years of junior eligibility ahead of him, and, um, you know, he's a pretty, pretty tough kid too. Yeah, six one, one ninety four. He's got a real bite to his game. And again, mm-hmm. uh, with the the level of skill you got, and arguably all four lines, you need one or two guys driving that net. And he's the kind of guy that's going to go and get those ugly goals that look really good come March and April. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, he's got a good shot, but he's going to score a lot of stuff that's in and around the paint, or he should, and yep. and uh, crash in the net, and uh, he can complement, you know, two guys that maybe, um, you know play a little bit more of a skill game but um you know a guy that can fit some different spots when you made that big 10 player trade back in the summer and the names start coming out like dylan cassie oh that that's a great right-handed piece oh ty nakers he's gonna have a bright bright future and then cody bahoon's name came out that is uh that that's a pretty impressive swing to get that guy and uh, he showed it this preseason yeah cody uh cody plays with some pace i mean uh, he can get up and down the sheet in a hurry and his his release is is second to none really. It's very very similar to Kyle's, and he gets it off in a hurry, and it's uh, it's hard and accurate. So, but he also has a little bite to his game. Um, you know, hard to play against. He's very um, you know on the forecheck. He's a he's a player that defensemen uh, are going to have to pay attention to because he's going to win a lot of foot races, and, and if they beat him there. There's going to be some body involved, so yeah, he's more physical than I think that he he played last year in Winnipeg. He he really showed it in the preseason. If that's his puck, he'll take it from you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Plays a very determined game, and um, another guy that's you know his play is very inspiring. A couple more returning guys that fans will know, and you talk about a Drew Warad type. Carter Loney has that kind of oh wow when he touches the puck, you pay attention to, to Loney. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that he probably, an advantage he'd have over Drew is maybe actually his explosiveness at this yeah. age, right? I think he's got another gear um, that, that that Drew did as well, but I think he gets there just a little bit quicker. And, you know, just a young guy, 17 years old, and he's going to gonna be a key part of, of this group. And, 
uh, fun player to watch. I think our fans got a glimpse of, of um, the excitement that Lones is going to provide, and and uh, he's got a good skill set, very competitive. He's not going to shy shy away from um, you know physicality. You no know, guys, often for, guys were taking runs in the preseason, and he'll bounce off, or he'll move, or he'll just <laughs> run into you. He doesn't care. Or yeah, or he'll get you back. <laughs> yeah. Another guy that uh, is more physical than than uh, I would have thought is Ryland Bettens. He is another guy that's just a house on skates, and he was throwing some pretty mean checks out there in the preseason. What do you expect from Ryland this year? Well, that's one of the things we expect from him. You know, we knew that coming in that he's got, you know, he plays a hard, heavy game, and um, with with the speed that he has that he brings to the table. I mean, he's going to be an offensive threat as well. Another guy that can shoot the puck, can play on both both wings, so very versatile, and um, you know the the experience that he has from playing. You know, a couple of years in the Western League is going to be very, very valuable and just uh, a great fit in our in our room as well. Okay, let's meet the new guys. Tucker Hodgson, 6'2", buck 85, left-handed defenseman, skates very well. May have to put a leash on him at some point there, Paul, because <laughs> he one one defense. The, the, your defense this year is not going to have problems jumping in the rush. Yeah, we're not going to have to encourage that. I don't but Tucker at 18, uh, man, he is a special. He's a special looking hockey player. There's. Uh, you know, another guy, a lot of upside, um, you know, big body, very mobile. You know, if you're looking at the prototypical defenseman, um, you know, he certainly is in that mold and um, a really good stick. I think our guys in practice really notice how many plays he breaks up with his stick. He's got the long reach, the long limbs, and covers a lot of ice defensively and is kind of always in your face. And, and then, yeah, offensively, I mean, he's a guy, I think, as he grows and matures, um, you know, is going to be very impactful on, on that side of the puck as well. So, yeah, we're looking forward to his first year with us. Lucas Fry, right-handed defenseman. Like, he stood out any time that he was in the preseason games. Doesn't look like a rookie out there, Paul, but he's going to be another one of those really good hockey players for years to come in Steinbeck White. Yeah, you know what, totally. I thought he looked more and more comfortable as uh, the preseason went on. And the thing about Lucas is I think he understands who he is. Sometimes players... Um, it takes them a while to understand what, what my strengths are and what we bring to the table. And he does it. He's, he's tough to play against. He moves pucks. He keeps his game simple. And, uh, you know, the size at 6'2", over 200 pounds, I mean, that's definitely a good asset for him in the D zone. Yeah, you can't teach that, right? Like no. Mike Babcock. Like Mike Babcock says, Paul, 6'2", every time he touches <laughs> the ice. Yeah. That too, and he also mentions about starting on time quite often. <laughs> he says a few things, that guy. Okay, <laughs> uh, so uh, we actually have a trade to announce or an, a new acquisition to announce that you're going to tell us right now. A new guy just coming in. Tell us a little bit about uh, Christian Reamer. Yes, uh, Christian is uh, joining us today for practice. and um, Christian is a 19-year-old defenseman from uh, Regina, played last year with the Swift Current Broncos in the Western Hockey League. And... Um, you know, Christian keeps his game pretty simple as well. Uh, big, strong kid, skates well, and, um, you know, is not going to back down from a physical, um, you know, physical night as well. So, you know, just a little more stability and depth to our back end. 6'2", 185, last season with the Broncos. He had seven points in 53 games, 24 penalty minutes, and uh, he's, he's, like you said, a tough, tough hockey player to play against. And, going to be interesting to see and it, just because camp is over Paul it doesn't seem like tryouts are done especially for defensemen well no you know I think we realized last week we had uh, you know we went down to our last preseason game and we, we lost Dylan Cassie for a couple games with a with a groin pull and then you know Curtis is injured so um, suddenly you're down to 5D and I think 
you know, we, we realized this uh, in 17-18. You know, that year we decided to go with eight defensemen for the year. And um, there's just – there are always injuries. And, you know, now the term is load management. And, oh, yeah. You know. Thanks, Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I think it's come into hockey now as well. But, yeah. you know, and, and it, but it, sometimes it gives us an opportunity to give a guy a night off that might be banged up instead of playing through it and, and causing further injury. Um, you know, we'll have some some players ready to go. Uh, he showed a lot of flash and dash in the uh, preseason, Paul. I don't think a player had any more breakaways than this guy. Uh, and you know what he's doing. He's saving it for the regular season. Uh, Ryland Clemens from Michigan. Yeah, you know, Ryland came in here, uh, you know, on, on a tryout, and uh, we didn't know a lot about him. I'd seen him play a little in the spring, and I know he was very um, opportunistic. But uh, it's funny, the puck just finds him. And I, I think he probably had, or did he play four games with us or maybe five he would have been in for sure double digits of great a plus chances absolutely i think he probably had five or six breakaways and, <laughs> and some some really good looks walking off the half wall oh yeah he's got great hands in tight like yeah. he can create space for himself yeah but very snake bitten there for a couple of games so uh you know like you said preseason everybody's starting at zero here and yeah um you know he's another guy that's gonna have to make the adjustment to, to junior hockey and, and to the heavier style of play but um He's got some skills. Uh, Joel Matthews, another new player. Uh, he's one of the shorter guys, 5'6", but, again, doesn't play like it. He's a, a dirty corner kind of hockey player who, who's got some finish. He had a couple of big goals there in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, has a nice release. And, you know, Joel's a strong kid. He's not the tallest guy, but uh, he's he's put together and um, doesn't shy away from, you know, the traffic areas and comes out winning a lot of those battles. I think he's tough, tough to play against, and, you know, just because of that low center of gravity. And, you know, um, been very productive at the high school level in Minnesota. So, we'll, you know, I think a guy that can also is pretty versatile. Takes, some, takes those guys, too, a little bit more time to learn the game. I think of a Luke Amsbaugh a couple of years yeah, ago. Right. Came in highly touted goal scorer. The hacking and whacking, some guys it takes a little bit longer. But when Matthews learns that he can get through it, get mad, and, and thrive off of it, that goal scoring touch, that's something that you can't teach. No, that's right. And he doesn't, you know, he's got a nice release. He yeah. scores a lot. I think the goals that he scored in and around the net. And, um, there was the one where the goalie was turned, actually faced it the other way of the net, and he slid it in there for the game winner against right. Selkirk. Yeah, that's right. Right place, right time, though. Exactly. Uh, Zach Trempner. Uh, I think uh, if you're going to circle a fan favorite at the start of the season, this guy might be it because he's a lunch pail, work boots kind of hockey player. Plays an honest game. Yeah, yep. he does. It's just let's go to work every night, and that's how he practices. He comes to the rink with a smile on his face. And, you know, another guy, he came here, he just wanted to, you know, wanted a chance to crack our lineup, and you know, and he's done that. And um, you know, he shoots the puck pretty well. There's actually some deceptive skill there. So, you know, he showed some uh, ability to make plays in the offensive zone, and and then, uh, but he can grind out. He can grind it out. Five seven buck seventy five little ball. I hate that one. Though. Yeah, that's and right. Another guy. You you need guys that are tough to play against, and you know they're not going to put up maybe twenty goals, but if they save you ten goals. That's pretty good. That's right. You know, and he's a player that enjoys being disliked. <laughs> so he'll fit right in there with a few of the other guys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we look back at the year that we went all the way in, in the, the Turnbull and the Anavit and all the way to the RBC. Uh, you made some sneaky good trades that year, and you need everything to kind of click right. And a guy like uh, Zach Purcell comes in, another one of those maybe lower, not talked about players, came in with an instant impact, Paul, and he's got a high upside. Yeah, very, very skilled um, another guy that can shoot the puck. He's a tremendous release. There's, he's an explosive skater. There's some similarities there to 
to a Carter Loney in, in terms of just their appearance on the ice. So, um, you know, adjusting to, to junior hockey, but a lot of upside to his game. and Bulldog, too. Um, yeah, plays, he's got a little bit of bite. 200-foot game. He can he can snap the puck. His one-timer is, is, is really good. And um, so, yeah, I think, you know, for him just getting settled in, it's, um, you know, an adjustment for guys that are coming out of midget or high school or U9, U18, et cetera. Uh, just uh, the ice is tougher, to, you know, tougher to earn at our level, right? Yep. And uh, so, you know, I think he's willing to fight through that. Uh, the not-so-gentle giant Joey Dosen. Dosan, I think is how you say it correctly, right? Yeah. Dosan. Uh, he had a, a really good preseason. I don't think I've seen passing like that from an 18-year-old at our level at that speed in quite some time. This kid's going to be a, a heck of a hockey player if he like, he already is one. Yeah. You know what? Joey's got – I we're just seeing a glimpse of, I think, what's what's there. Like, he's, he's very, very skilled, and his vision is tremendous. And, you know, he's a step ahead. He thinks the game. A lot of players – you know, once they get comfortable, they get the puck and then they're processing, what do I do with it now? You know, I think Joey doesn't have the puck yet and he knows what one or two options might be before he gets it. So, um, yeah, he's a big kid, 6'5", 210. Uh, but just just kind of, you know, the, the, probably the strength doesn't match that size yet. So it'll be it'll be very interesting when that uh, when the man's strength hits. When he learns he can run through guys, and totally. he's gonna be he can dictate wherever he wants to go on the Very end. much so. Talking with Paul Dick, so that's the roster for the start of the season, which is tomorrow in Steinbach and and it's Saturday in Winkler. Uh, just uh, we'll have a few more. I've got to get in depth here a little bit. Six 20 year olds. So I think the maximum allowed is seven this year. Correct. All right, so there is so still some room there if, if later on something comes up, and there's also the two 20-year-old goalie situation, so you're in a good position there. You're carrying more players than you normally do heading into a year, Paul. Why do that this year? Well, I think some of the players, we, we just want to get a better handle of, of who they are too and, and um, you know, make as educated a decision as possible. So we're allowed to carry 25 here, um, you know, for an extended period of time, and um, you know, or up until January 10th, actually, we where we have to be down to 23. So, you know, we felt like um, we're not in a hurry to necessarily get down to that number, and um, not sure you know when that will change. But uh, nothing here, and nothing is imminent. Like you said, uh, we were talking about the defensemen still kind of going for jobs, and depth is always needed. Forwards are in the same boat. There's you know only 12 forwards you can put out there every night. Well, exactly, and. Um, have that competitive environment is, is is definitely a benefit for a team and I think it makes guys better and um, you know at the end of the day I mean uh, teams at the next level aren't gonna ask us well how many games did he play for you last year it's it's how is he playing the game and what direction is his game going so you know we want everybody in our lineup if they're playing every night or not to to be developing and and uh, you know putting in the time each practice uh, it's it's a pretty veteran team, I thought. Like, on paper, you see a lot of 20- and 19-year-olds. 15 rookies this year are going to be starting with the Steinbach Pistons. And rookie idol is going to take us three <laughs> three bus trips, Paul. But uh, that experience that those kids are going to get, that's crucial for, for a program that wants to continue to build. Oh, no question. No question. I think we've got a good mix here of, of veterans and, and uh, first-year guys. So, um and guys that we can lean on. I mean, I think the, our, our young players are really going to 
be able to draw from the experience of our older guys, and um, they're going to be very supportive of those guys breaking into this league. We got a, a big award we're going to talk about in a sec as well. I want to get into the leadership uh, group with you as well, but before we get into that, to some actual hard questions for you. You got a lot of skill in that top six, top nine. Only one puck is going to be in play, though. How do you get guys with that top-end skill to buy in to make sure the line is successful as opposed to individual success? Right, right. Well, I think if the line's successful, then they're all of individual success, right? So, you know, we want guys that are going to be moving the puck, distributing it, and uh, it's going to be a, you know, if they if they do that, they're going to have a lot of fun playing together. And this league is just too difficult to do things on your own. So we want to surround guys with, with players that are, are capable of, of um, you know, being productive and, and um, you know, hopefully we find lines that have chemistry and et cetera. But, um, you know, I think when guys start doing things on their own, one, uh, it's not the way we want to play, two, they usually find out it's not very effective and they're either, you know, getting double teamed if, if uh, you know, if a player plays that way, the opposition catches on pretty quickly that sometimes it's just double coverage and we're going to get that puck back, so. Um, but uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, we're confident in this group. I think it's a, sel- a selfless group in many ways. I mean, uh, we want guys to shoot the puck when they're in good scoring opportunities, or have good scoring opportunities in those prime areas. But um, it's a good, it's a good challenge to have, Dave. Yeah, it's it's better than uh, some of the other problems that some teams uh, face start starting a season. Uh, you build your teams a certain way. Usually, it's high skill. This year, you got some grit mixed in there as well. You know it's going to take a physical team to win in this league specifically. Uh, it's more skilled than, let's say, the BC or the AJ. But, again, it's it's physical hockey at, at that national level as well. you got guys that are willing to pay the price. Do you feel like you are tough enough heading into the 2019-2020 season? Well, I think last year, I mean, we ran into a Swan team that, uh, you know, made it difficult for us in that area. Yeah, so something that we wanted to address, I think we've added some size, um, particularly up front. Um, you know, we want to remove the softness from our lineup and, you know, even our skill guys to, to play with a bite and to have that, to be ultra competitive. That's kind of what we're looking for. So, um, you know, time, time will tell we're, uh, we're just heading into it here. We're going to learn a lot about our group. I'm, I'm assuming in the next month or so. And, uh, so, but, uh, you know, we feel good where we're at right now. We, we like the group and, you know, hopefully we don't feel we need to make a lot of changes. Uh, leadership that is so key you think of a couple years ago with uh, Braden Pertil as the captain and the the nine players you had in that locker room that could have wore the, the, a letter at some point tell us about the leadership group that you have assembled this year and why they are leaders of the Steinbeck Pistons yeah well we felt we had some really good options again this year and there's a number of guys there's some new players and uh, I think as the season develops and unfolds we're going to see um, you know, guys that are, are going to step up in that area that may not be wearing a letter uh, this year. So, um, you know, in terms of the the, the players that are going to be wearing the letters this year, it's, we'll, we'll start with maybe start with our captain. Yeah. Uh, our captain's going to be number 23, Declan Graham, and it's Declan's fourth year with us. And I think he really, um, you know, exemplifies what it's like to be a Steinbeck Piston. I think he came very prepared. He put in the time. Um, you know, off the ice, uh, he's uh, never a player that we ever worry about. Uh, you know, he put in the time in the gym, practices the right way, a lot of experience. Um, 
you know, he happens to be one of our better players, but uh, it's it's really everything that he brings to the table that makes him a great choice. He's very respected in our room. And uh, not the most vocal guy, but uh, I think he's vocal at the at the right moments at the correct times. He's a, And he's kind of a goofball guy. Yeah. But he's matured so much. And, and you talk about respected in the room. He's respected out in the public as well. And he treats everybody in Steinbeck with a lot of respect. And, and that gets it in return. And, and that's the kind of person that Declan Graham is. Yeah, totally. You know, and he's worked, this is his second year working at uh, Envision. And, uh, you know, a tremendous amount of respect for, for him as a person and, you know, and how he interacts with uh, our community. So, like I said, he, he um, is a, you know, really uh, represents us extremely well. All right, so who wears the A's? So the A's, we'll go, uh, we'll start with uh, the big fellow that you talked about earlier, uh, Mr. Tanner Mole. And uh, Tanner's similar to, to Deck in many ways. He's an extremely respectful young man. And, uh, you know, you're not going to hear many people say anything cross ever about Tanner Mole, unless maybe they're playing against him. But, <laughs> um, but just a very likable guy. And, you know, has really uh, evolved as a as a player and as a person since uh, his his arrival here, and very confident now in his ability. And um, you know, so another guy he, he embodies what what we are. Yeah, comes and out and does functions in the summer. He's, totally, he's first always, volunteer. First of volunteer, always out in the community. Loves loves Steinbeck, and Steinbeck loves him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I talk to so many people when they meet him, like, well, what a great young man. So. And and then on the ice, I mean, he's um, he leads again, practices the right way, really good habits, and um, so uh, we f- we feel that's uh, a great addition to the leadership group. All right, so that's one A. Who who else is going to be wearing a letter? And then Dylan Cassie, who's a who's a newcomer here. So um, you know, played with the Winnipeg Blues the last couple of years. We played against them in the playoffs, and um, you know, brings good energy, experience. Uh, another guy respected in the room. So. You know, we, we part of this process is a vote from mm-hmm. their peers. And uh, so, you know, we received a high vote total. and Which says a lot about his character coming in as a new guy right away. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's made a really good impression here. And, um, you know, he's excited to be here. And uh, I talked to him in the summer. He was over the moon when he when he heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a great teacher for guys like Ireland and Cleland and, and Fry that are going to be part of the leadership going forward. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a twist that you have uh, this year as well. Yeah, when so, it comes to letters. So another, so there's going to be two two players that are going to be wearing letters. Um, one on the road, or one in our navies. Yep. In our dark blues, and, and one in the whites. It and, saves uh, time for uh, the new equipment guy switching letters yeah, all the time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have the Velcro that can just pull them <laughs> off. So who's going to be the wearing the A at home? Uh, Jack Kilroy, and um, so Jack's just uh, you know another character guy, hard nosed, and. You know, very, very committed to our organization, respected in the room, and brings a little toughness and, and uh, you know, just comes into work every day too. And, but uh, just a solid, solid guy. And that's the guy that runs through the wall and will drag other players with him. And, you know, that kind of leadership, you can't really – again, a guy that will win in, in March, April, and May. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, like you said earlier, maybe not the sexiest guy on the ice in terms of his – you know, flash and dash, etc. You know, the guys are going to circle that comment, right? They, that he's not the sexiest guy <laughs> yeah. on the ice. They're going to they're going to be giving him that's to that right. ball here. Good, good yeah. one, Paul. Well, sometimes that's a compliment. 
uh, you know what? It, but um, he, again, we talk always about playing the game the right way, and he bangs bodies, he goes to the net hard, he kills penalties, totally. and he does whatever needs to be done in that game situation, and that's what playing the right way is. Totally. You know, and it's always, not always getting your name on the goal sheet. It's yeah. It's doing the little things. Absolutely. You know, he's well coached before he came in here and uh, played for Doug Smale, former Jet, and, you know, I think he puts a real emphasis on those little details. Another veteran, so he's going to be wearing the A on the road, is? Ryland Bettens. And, uh, you know, I think it was very evident, uh, you know, the, the leadership ability that he brings. Even in the preseason, he was very vocal on the bench, um, you know, trying to inspire the guys when he felt there might have been a, a, a shift in momentum, et cetera. So, you know, has the ability to recognize, uh, you know, kind of where we need to pick up our game and elevate. And, uh, you know, another we just like the way he – plays and practices so that, that's you know a form of leading on its own and um, you know he's going to lead the charge and a guy that anticipate when the games get difficult and he's going to be a, one of the guys we'll lean on heavily yeah like you'll put him in that key situation and he'll throw a big hit he'll get a scoring chance he'll draw a penalty and you want the younger guys to look at him and go I want to be like that I want to be like like Ryland I want to be like Jack I want to do what they do yeah totally and you know he's come he's real excited I mean he's he's a player that has a lot of experience at, in the in the WHL and uh, you know has dealt with some adversity and things of that nature so I think there's a lot of experience that uh, he can lend to the younger guys just a couple more because we're coming up on almost an hour we joked that it would take an hour and sure enough uh, you're coming back with the same coaching staff uh, you got your assistant back with you for another year Calvin Bujic uh, tell us uh, about Buj who's one of the most funny individuals, but he does it so quietly and sneakily. He's so funny. Yeah, yeah it's very subtle. Yes. Very subtle, subtle to comment. So, uh, um, but uh, you know what? Year, year two, I'm really looking forward to it. I think, you know, the first year we didn't know each other overly well. And uh, I think there's just more familiarity with one another. Um, just uh, you almost get to the point where you can finish each other's sentences or this is probably what I'm going to say or he's going to say in this situation. I think we're starting to pick up on our own tendencies. But um, but he's also he's not afraid to challenge you either. And no, if, if totally. something's not working, whether it's it's something on the power play, something on the kill, he'll bring it up. And it's it's good when, when coaches don't always agree. Totally. He's very, you know, and uh, we, we come at it from different perspectives mm-hmm. sometimes. And, and that's a very positive thing. So uh, very insightful and you know, he's experienced and, and uh, so well respected you know, really, in that locker room, too. Oh, totally, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it and really looked, uh, really enjoyed this camp with him. Okay, he gave me a long list of things to describe him, but I'm only going to say that he is veteran. He's he's respected. He's a legend. <laughs> Graham Pollock is back <laughs> you again. You didn't even have to mention the name. <laughs> no, <laughs> Paul's eyebrows just go up. Yeah, yeah. Graham Pollock back again. Uh, yeah. an, another just trusted, respected voice with that staff. You know, video coach of the year, 10 years running. So, they, they, uh, they might as well just name the award after him yeah, at this point. Yeah, there, apparently there's only one vote. And <laughs> I know he always casts a ballot. So. We keep recounting. And <laughs> but no, he's back for another year. And uh, you guys have been together for how long now? Well, this is 10. Yeah. This is 10. So 10 Graham's, year anniversary. Graham's been here since the, you know, uh, the inaugural season. I was not here at that time. And then uh, he took a, a short hiatus, but uh, returned. Which we got to get a story of. <laughs> You're going to get that story on the yeah. podcast sometime. That's at some point, right? <laughs> um, but again, a guy that you know, that you know how, and how he works when it comes to uh, breaking down video and just the little things that he sees from up top. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very, he's a very valuable uh part of our staff and you know on game day he's kind of the eye in the sky when we're on the bench things happen fast and 
you don't see everything, sometimes you're falling to play up the ice and, you know, Gray might see some things developing or that, um, you know, are taking place behind or, um, and, and then once again, we, uh, it's interesting as a staff, sometimes you sit down and all three of us may see things slightly different, but um, I think at the end of the day, we respect each other's opinions and, uh, you know, I think we work really well together and um, I truly, uh, truly enjoy working with them and we have a lot of fun. On the bench uh, again this year, Jeff Ides, uh, a unique personality if there ever was one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I think with 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 Jeff, um, one, I think the players recognize how much they, uh, you know, he cares about them as people, and uh, extremely hardworking guy, and um, you know, first guy to lend a hand and first guy to the rink and often last guy to leave so yeah and, and just a real team guy part of that he's one of those guys where when the players get off the bus from a long road trip jeff is the one that's got to kind of help unpack the bus and he's got to get some stuff ready yeah but uh another one is a newcomer to the pistons organization uh, tell us a little bit about the newest equipment man yeah aaron liska so uh, aaron uh from steinbach and played midget hockey here last year so he is uh coming on uh, replacing Ryan Dick as our equipment manager, and uh, so he's jumped in both feet, you know. Uh, so uh, getting a getting a firm handle of of what's all involved, and uh, it, but uh, he's going to be a good addition. So you know he's excited about it, and that's um, he li- he likes the game, and I think he likes being around the guys at least so far. But <laughs> yeah, uh, give him time. Yeah. It's uh, nice to have them. And then uh, Lucas, Papel, Brighton Thiessen, uh, you know, Rhonda Wolgamuth. You can go down the list of all the great volunteers as well, Russ and Shannon Dick, Bill. I mean, it takes a whole lot of people to make an organization run. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we can we can go on for some time just about their contributions. But, uh, you know, we, we had uh, our staff over the other day for, for a barbecue, and, you know, my wife just made the remark, like, wow, you have a lot of good people that you work with. So, and uh, – sometimes you take that for granted but um, really thankful for for that for the relationships for how they you know they're all in and um, you know the work that they put in to you know to either make our product better off the ice or or on the ice depending on how they or make game day run a little smoother Um, there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes so you know sometimes it's the coaches and the players that get the recognition Um, but um, you know game day I can't imagine if we didn't have some of these people in place so it, it takes uh, almost take, takes a village yep and the board I think can you can throw in there as well being uh, the great people that they are and, and the behind the scenes people are fantastic uh, Paul there's to wrap up here on the Steinbeck online podcast sometimes you know it's like you look at the staff and the team that you have and it's like oh what do you want an award for uh, all that you do we actually did get an award for all that you've done with the Steinbach Pistons. I uh, just announced yesterday the CJHL has named the Steinbach Pistons uh, the winners of the Declaration of Principles Award. So can you explain to us what that award is and just how big of an award it is? Well, first of all, yeah, it is a, it's an award that um, um, this is the inaugural season I suppose yeah first time it's it's ever been been handed out exactly uh for 10 10 leagues 132 teams so um look at don't just throw that away 132 teams are up for this award and they named Steinbach as the very first winner yeah which is really cool so largely what it is is I mean they look at the community involvement 
I think that's you know that's one of the biggest pieces there is is our involvement not only the time uh, the different initiatives very diverse in how involved we are in our community and uh, so it really speaks you know loudly to the contributions our players have made here and uh, you know not just last year but this has been ongoing we, we try to add to it every year we try to do a little bit more every year and the expectations are pretty high for our players so we're pretty thankful that you know they, they embrace that um, you know we've this community gives so much to us and uh, we feel it's a small way that we can give back and uh, yeah so to be recognized for for our involvement is is really really special it's pretty humbling so pretty um, yeah something that our guys should be proud of I know a number of our alumni have reached out to me and um, you know said, said congratulations but you know they're the reason that uh, we're going to be um, celebrating this uh, with a, with a um, puck drop and a banner presentation tomorrow prior to the game yeah it's a, it's pretty amazing when you think in uh Going back to Kyle Rouse and that uh, that year in 2012 when you win your first championship and and how far the team has come in the last seven years and the the players that stuck out stuck it through before that as well. I mean, the, there's a lot of players that should be very proud to be a part of this award. Yeah, you know what? Exactly. I think everybody that's come through here um, plays a role in that. So it's it's they've helped build that culture and the expectation, and then you know now the onus is on this new group to continue to carry that torch. And to continue to represent, um, you know, as well as the players in the past have. Paul, uh, we've broken down the roster. We've talked about the staff. We've talked about uh, some of the way the team's going to play this year. Uh, all that's left to wrap things up here on the Steinbach Online podcast is expectations for this year. What do you want to see out of the Steinbach Pistons, and where do you see yourself in relative terms to the MJHL this season? Well, it's difficult to compare it to other groups for sure. We haven't seen a lot of the teams so uh, we're not exactly sure you know I have a pretty good idea of there's going to be some stiff competition I think it's going to be very competitive this year again um, I don't think there's going to be any you know two points that are going to be handed out any given night so we're going to have to earn them I know that um, you know I do like our group our, our expectations are you know I guess they're going to be fairly high like um, which is which is good I think this group is able to um, you know, achieve a lot of the goals that they want to set for themselves. So we want to get better. That's, you know, we've had a good preseason. We started zero tomorrow. We want to get better every time we hit the ice, if that's practice, morning skate, be intentional with what we're doing, and then um, um, continue to grow here from, from month to month. So we'd like to start off with a good, a good weekend, uh, put together a good month, and then um, gain some momentum heading into the playoffs. So one of our goals would be to be playing our best hockey come March. And um, so that's that's probably our, our number one goal is to, to build towards that. Paul, thanks for taking so much time breaking it all down. I'm sure we'll chat uh, a number of times throughout the year, but the first one of the year is always the most in-depth. And thanks for doing it, and uh, best of luck starting tomorrow. Yeah, appreciate that, Dave. Thanks.